Welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Waza, Dan and Wayne. Right, welcome to this week's show. We'll review the clash between the Eagles and the Hawks and then we'll preview the big game coming up at the Giants, which could be our last one in Perth. We'll talk about it a bit, little bit more once we get into it. Don't forget to join us on Instagram, Twitter, as well as Facebook. How are you going, Dan and Wayne? Very good, thanks. You're very good, mate. After seven wins in a row, you're the only team this year to be able to do that. So Yes, we're the good. informed team and the next informed team is Melbourne. They've got five out of the last seven. Yeah. So that's a bit interesting. They found their straps. Let's get into what's going to happen in the future. Five games in 19 days. So we've got the Giants this Sunday. Then we fly up, play Tigers at Metricon on the Thursday. Following Tuesday is the Bombers. Then we got a five-day break for the Bulldogs on Sunday. And another five-day for the Thursday with the Saints at the Gabba. And as we are just talking off air, we play the Roos at the last game of the year, that could be anywhere. It could be the Gavin, Metricon, Adelaide, or it even could be back at Optus. Yeah, mm. it's very interesting because obviously they've done all the rounds so we know who our position is, but they have not said where it's played or anything like that. So they're still, to this day, I don't even think they know what's going on because they left it so open. If, mm. that, that, if that leads the door out and that, that they do come to WA... You know, that might be saying, well, they're expecting West Coast to finish top two or something, so they get over. Well, I think it could be two. I think the AFL have to make a decision this week or next week, middle of next week, where the grand final's going to be. They said August the 24th. Mm. They put that back until September the 2nd. Well, that's not what all the media are saying. Like, I've heard it on four different shows, so they've got to have a decision by next week. They have to, because it's... I mean, you're not talking about... You're talking about catering, you're talking about sponsors, you're talking about everything, the corporates... Everything so, but let, let's think about it. It's not a real hard decision. It's like you go with your legacy, which is um, Queensland, because they've done the housing or the teams, even though Perth said they could do it first. Or you go for the money, where it's going to be in Optus. Mm. Yeah, well, I just feel like we're the only place they can actually play to make money. I don't think they're making money at Metricon or the Gabba. Mm. The crowds there are so tiny. that So every game you play there is at a loss. At least here you're making millions. Well, it won't be Metricon. If you looked at the surface of Metricon, uh, I'm surprised it stood up that well. Well, mm. it's saying Wayne mentioned earlier, if we had every team in WA, it would take its toll on Optus yeah. over. I'm yeah, it saying be. it. And mm. I'm noticing that now with most teams located in Queensland. It's the Gabba as well. Yeah, they're they're looking very, very rough right now yeah. these especially on their wings so yeah. it's on wings lots must be where they're training as well yeah. over that area yeah. um, we've got a big workload coming so you know it's our turn um, everyone else has done it 10 other teams are going to get a buy in that time that we play five games uh, surely some of the fringe players are going to get used like Brayshaw Bailey Williams even Lewis Jett is going to come back in surely you would think so. I mean, Bailey Williams, they really burned him up last week in the scrimmage. I reckon he was... I don't know if you guys saw the highlights on the on the TNG page where they were really booming him up. And um, I know in the West they were booming him up. So it gets you the impression that they're going to look at him. And Nick's going to have to have a rest. There's no question. Yeah. I don't think they're going to... I don't think they'll rest Nick. Because Rick, Nick's... Rick, where they get Rick from? Nick. He's only playing 70% game time. I think they'll uh, give Oscar a... The rest and keep Nick. Well, I find the thing interesting. We're almost through our injuries. They've been almost scattered a little bit. Mm. Yep. That we've been forced to rest players. 
So I think it might actually be taken out of our hands to a small degree where they might look at this. Nick Knack gets managed every single game. Yeah. The condensed games is a different ballpark, obviously, but I wonder if they won't really rest plays because you've got Redden out now, you've got Yo out, so we've already got these other kids in. Shuey's already been out earlier in the year through his injury, mm. so they're not backing these massive games up. I think they'll find... I think... The first three games, we'll see their main squad, yeah. so they can secure that top four spot. Once they've secured that, which will happen in the next three games, um, I think they'll start doing it. Craig Vozzo said they'll be taking um, up to 35 to 38 players, and they'll only be having three pro- probably scrimmages instead of five, just to keep the uh, legs fresh, and... They basically won't be training because that's what the other clubs have been doing. Mm. They haven't been training. They go straight into a game. Right, yeah. So they have their recovery session. Yeah. Um, a light skills ball work and that's it. So that'll be about it, yeah. And that, so, look, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, if the Eagles keep banking wins, it's going to show you how good the side actually is. I'll tell mm. you what, I reckon to knock up top four, and this is an early call, but because we haven't had the buy yet... No, we've had our buy, sorry. We've actually a game less and we're already in top four. I think as long as we win all our home games, so the one more against GWS, and then two of these Queensland games, we don't know where the last one be. I think that might actually be not top two, but that might be enough to get in there, especially if it's a Saints or Richmond, because really they're the only two I'm looking at on that ladder that can steal it. Isn't and there's them, so many. Oh, no, nah, their percentage, their percentage mm. is so yeah, low. No, but they I mean, have had a draw. They've been beaten us, yeah. but they, they, they worry me. Yeah, but see, <clears throat> if as long as we beat say Saints and Richmond, yeah, that's two away. One yeah. there, that's three extra wins out of. That yeah, we're going, to beat the, we're going to beat the teams that That means yeah. Richmond and Saints would have to yeah. go undefeated, which yeah. is near on impossible because they play each other. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, look, I thought we would have settled for a top four spot. But after, and we'll talk about this more when we get into the next game, is uh, after seeing Simo on the box, I don't think he's settling for anything. He wants, Ooh, no, he wants he a top. He was pretty savvy so, last week. I heard a few things from a couple of mates that are in, in the sanctum. And, uh, yeah, let's just say, <laughs> if you thought it was a win, he, you would have thought it was a loss by the way he was You had to see him on the in the coach's box. He cut the thumbs. He just got up and walked away. And was You could tell he was cursed. The funny thing, th- though, is the top two now is very gettable. Like, Brisbane's a game ahead, but as I said, we've had a buy that, but their percentage is pathetic. Mm. And suddenly, Port, that looked like they just had it. So they're only one game above, and they're only now 27% because they've taken a couple of beatings. Yeah. So even there, like, Cats have a higher percentage than them. Mm. But again, can't really jump us unless we drop the ball. Yeah, one of those guys that wore the brunt of a spray was McGovern. And it was that little uh, kick up the guts. Oh, you got two, you two in a row. And, um, yeah, apparently he was told on uncertain terms, uh, if you want to keep doing that, you might find yourself back playing scrimmages. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, as you said, it was back-to-back. It so was. So highlighted. Yeah. Um, but I think he had actually a great game, him and Brass, intercepting oh, and yeah. spoiling. Well, but those two about, kicks mm, just stick yeah, out, don't yeah. they, like... Right, a question for you. Um, which player is leading the Rising Star at the moment? Uh, Rao, he's only played four games. Rankin, King, Sarong, Luke Jackson, or is it another? Oh, I like the King boys. Yeah. I... If Rao was playing, he would be it. But he can't. 
You can't give it to a player nah, who's only going to play. Who's only played two games, eligible, three games. He's eligible next year, so yeah. I reckon. Also, I reckon Rankin just because mm-hmm. the hubbub about him statistically, he's. I don't think he's anywhere near the best. But every time this kid gets the ball, it's flashy, and they just scream and they yell about it, and mm. often that's what they go for. Well, I'm going to go Caleb Sarong because mm. the three games I've seen him play. Oh, I thought he's just heading above it. Yeah. Everyone else, fair, just like for his age and what he's doing. I really like playing it. in a team that he's playing in. Yeah, um, it's like uh, Brayshaw and that have taken fifty games, and these guys doing it in three. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like he's got a mature head on his shoulders, and you know, you know, like I said, it's all open to conjecture. Yeah, Lee Jackson was playing all right, but now he's injured, so it looks like he might be missing the rest of the season. I, so. I like the King boys because they're both playing in centre-half forward position in keeper forward positions in their first year and they're absolutely playing super well. There was another player called Charlie Ballard but I think he's not eligible now. Mm. Um, He's playing playing a bit of a half back for Sun. Um, We did a poll on the Eagle Nation Facebook page uh, for next year uh, because no one knows what the future is going to be like. Will it be 17 rounds plus one rivalry like your derby or 23 rounds and I was surprised I thought it would have been 17 rounds but uh, 73% said 23 rounds. Mm. Mate, I, I like the idea of more. So when yeah, they when they change the game, it won't stay at these short quarters now, but it mm. will still be slightly shorter. So they're thinking instead of, what, 16-minute quarters, they won't go back up to 20. This is only just talked about. You know, there's nothing yeah. going 18-minute quarters then. So the games are slightly longer, but not as long. Have what they've had now with a carnival of footy maybe in the mid-season, which I can get rid of because it's too biased mm. and you can't even that out anyway. But yeah. then have the longer 27-round season mm. instead. Like, yeah, it's interesting. They're going to have to make the money. So um, I just thought 17 rounds was pretty fair. And, you know, if you... If you made it back to normal 20 to 25 minute rounds, you're still going to get a lot of footy and I don't know. I think it would be even fairer. But. Well, they're, going to, they're definitely putting the gains back to the 20 plus time on or whatever it is, 22 plus time on. I know that's a guarantee. And you'll see the teams that benefit this year, like teams like St Kilda and that have benefited from the shorter quarters. Mm. Teams like that will get found out again when it goes back to normal, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is seasons like a one-off. Um, you know, teams like Fremantle, they'll struggle to go the extra five this yeah. quarter. But who knows? We'll see what happens. I think, um, I, I think they're getting paid the big bucks. you got to work for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the game that was just played against the Hawks. It's the final siren. A 32-point win over Hawthorne. It wasn't perfect, but it was comfortable as we were talking off um, off air. It was probably a bit more relaxed feel to us. Uh, Eagles got home 12 goals, 981 to 7 goals, 749 against the Hawks. Um, yeah, like you were saying, we felt, I felt a bit at ease when we started off pretty good in the first quarter. This is a, an amazing call, and I don't like 17-minute quarters, but maybe it's because of the shorter games, I don't know. But I've never felt at ease watching any Eagles game this year bar this one. This was the first game because we got the buffer early where I could sit back and feel content and not as nervous you know, where every other game you know, we're not great at first quarters uh, basically it's third quarters we're really, that's when we're getting ahead. We've been dominating the third yeah. quarters. So mm. you're sitting there for, you know, three quarters of footy basically on edge, you know can we do it, can we run with the game you know, and yeah this one was just, we got that buffer right early and I thought it was relaxing and I think I enjoyed the game a whole lot more because of it to be honest mm. and like we said off air Adam Simpson didn't look uh, 
pretty happy in the box. Um, you know, you, you sit back and sit there going, what was he going off his head? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But um, I think uh, Shannon Hearn was on ABC and he said, he goes, one thing about Simo, he goes, when he wants someone done, he wants it done perfectly. And if you don't do it perfectly, he gets frustrated. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> maybe that's a good thing, I don't know. But, um, yeah, he did look frustrated and a lot of people commented about it. Um, Eagles dominated... The contested ball, which is something that we don't usually do, and we can we won it easily, 145 to 114, and our leading contested player wasn't playing. I let you know. Yeah, it's amazing. High in tackles too, I found, which was really good to see. It was a high pressure game almost. Yeah, we uh, we won every stat except the handballs, I think, and the inside fifties we lost. 47 to 50, and that showed how good we were when we went into 50. At one, I think at one stage, every I think we'd scored 12 times out of 20. Hmm. Well, they, they, and they'd scored five times out of 27. They played into our hands, really, because Tommy Barras, I mean, he took six marks in the first quarter, right. and they were just bombing it. Even Clarkson said, we've got to lower our eyes. and But they never did, even when he told them they did, they never did it. But, um, I mean, for me, I know you've got here between Gov and Barris. They took six uh, contested marks. I'm going to tell you now, Barris took seven on his own contested marks, and they were outstanding. He was. I, yeah. I gave I gave Liam Ryan my top votes, but I was wrong. Barris should have been top. He was best man on the ground. It was just great seeing Gov back and just having yeah. both of them because they killed so much ball mm. as well. And Gov was smiling. He was almost laughing when the ball was coming in. Mm. He just goes and the commentators even said, "Look, he's smiling. He knows where the ball is, yeah. and he just." It's like, yeah, kick it to us, we're going to mark it, and we're just going to run it straight out again. And like you said, Barras, when I first watched the game, I had Liam Ryan best on ground. Mm. I watched it again, and Tom Barras, that's probably the best game of football I've seen. Outstanding game. They made it look easy for them, though, Hawks did, and that's embarrassing on them, and Alistair Clarkson would be very angry. But uh, it wasn't just the contested marks and intercept marks always stand out because we pride ourselves on that game style, and... We kind of brought that in vogue with um, Gov and then Brass has obviously learnt off Gov and is almost, he's getting to the stage where he's holding his own against anyone in the comp in that area. But they killed so much ball as well. That's what was mm. to see. Like, they knocked it out that much. They crunched packs. They killed the ball that much as well because as soon as that went up in the air, like, they didn't get many marks in their 450 no. uh, hooks at all. But you saw Tom, that Thomas, Mark, Tommy's marks. A lot of his marks were under pressure in packs. They weren't intercept marks. He got a couple who were intercept, but they weren't just little intercept marks like they, when they're on their own. He actually took them man on man about three or well, probably six times, I counted. And Gov dropped a lot, but that's understandable. And painful. He's probably still worried a bit about his thumb. Turned over a couple. And as we <laughs> said yeah, earlier, you know, they were two bad turnovers. They were two in a row, and he, I think he copped the wrath of the coach on that one. So. Um, yeah, look, it was interesting. I was looking at the numbers today, and I looked at and I look at the Hawthorne numbers just to see because I was trying to work out who was the better players for the Hawthorne. Because when I watched it, I just couldn't pick out a person that just I just could not pick out one player that really stood out. And the only one that probably come close was Werp Werp Werpol. Werpol, yeah, he played very he had well. Twenty thousand possessions, but when I first watched the game, I didn't even notice it. Not Tom Mitchell played a pretty good game too. Yeah, he plays, but he gets a lot of cheap ball. He does, but he works hard. He gets under the pack, so I thought he played pretty well. Yeah, it's just, they just didn't have enough ball winners on the day. Mm. And like you said, they just, for the Hawks, for the last 10 years, 
they've been known as the most contested mm. side out and they've been in the top three every year and now they're the bottom four. Mm. Well, and I that's don't, a big drop-off. That is a big I don't want to contradict you, but that was I thought that today. was the, the opposite. I thought Hawks no. were always known to lose the contested ball and say it's I, an overrated stat. I mean, pressure. Oh, I thought you pressure. meant contested ball contested because pressure. that's something what yeah, they did. Yeah, the pressure, they, they were the number three, top three side for nine years, and this year they're in the bottom four. Um, and it's like... It's like what we did in the um, finals of 2018. We sort of were the least contested team mm. in 2018, but the finals, we turned it on. And that was what we did on the weekend, I thought. Yeah, no, I thought we um, our, our work through the middle... And I tell you what I'm wrapped about is our defence, because I've been a defender all my life. I love defence. And I think the great... You know, Duggo is out, and Josh Rotham really showing that he's going to be a big part of the future of the club because he's he's he played another great he played a great game last week and I thought he played really well again this week. And so, so did Jackson Nelson. No, Nelson's on. He's been he's been on songs from the start of the year. So him and and, and don't worry, it's just yeah. my phone ringing. And our old mate Dazza, Dazza's mate um, Tommy Cole. He's even I even Dazza's even, Daz, Cole, even Daz Daz admitted yeah. uh, Tommy's playing he's playing his role really well. So. But he's another one. That obviously, doesn't get the numbers of Gov Brass, but oh, takes no. contested marks. He mm. puts his body on the line yeah. quite often, Cole, and I love to see that from him. But he puts player. his money in the pack. He puts yeah. his body in the packs too, yeah. where he's the one that gets that little tap out where the guys like Gaffy and all the other guys can ship and can roll up off that, that tap out of the back. So he's doing his role. There's no question. And oh, Shep, of I course. want to talk about one of the big men. All right, a lot's been said about Nick this year. And. That game, he had the most hitouts to advantage in any game this season. Mm. And at one stage, it was every second hit out he did was hit out to advantage. And that just shows you the 6 6 6 rule helps Seagulls out someone cruel. No, Unbelievable. Big time. It's because we've got such a dangerous forward line. Yeah. And we talked about Liam Ryan at the time being our favourites, mm. and I probably still did have him best on for mm. me. He even took contested marks if you oh, yeah. get it in quick, no, you know. Question. And then you've got your tools. Your Oscar Allen has got great mittens on him. Then Darling and um, Kennedy and Darling, I think, is great form. So that 6-6 six, six is real. If they can get that coach and get it in quick, it, we dominate. And Nick mm. Nat just gives us that. Mm. Just watching Shuey read the, read the play from the taps, this is like... Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, and Kelly. It's, it's exquisite to watch. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you see... Um, well, you listen to commentators that you don't really listen to on Fox, mm. and they sit there and they say, "How the hell does he do that?" You got to yeah. sit there in amazement. And I've spoken to a couple of ex-players that have played against him, and they sit there and they say, "Yeah, you sit there, and sometimes you see him tap, and you just say, how the hell did he do that?'" And you, I've got to say too, you, you talk about the commentators. They said, "Well, here's Hawthorne's chance now. Nick's off. Nick Nat's <laughs> off the ground, and Oscar Allen. They'll take advantage." First tap, Oscar straight down the throw to Tim yeah. Kelly. Off he went through the mill, and they said, "Oh, maybe there's a bit." Yeah. <laughs> but Oscar, Oscar's been a very good backup for him. He's, it's, he's rucking it's well. Been great, you look it? at Oscar; he's what 39, 40 games tops, mm. I think. Not even that. I didn't. Not even that. that. Well, he definitely hasn't played his fifty. And hasn't um, I haven't because he's on the west coast, and the Vicks don't see it. If that was a guy on the Victorian side, they'd be mm. raving about him. Yes. And they sort of just, oh, yeah, Oscar, this kid is good. Well, he's been doing it since he started. Mm. And it's been just, um, 
it's a tick to the recruiters that you know we, we picked him up yeah. and how he slid free to our second pick I'd love to know pick 21 he was yeah. and that was a still I'm yeah. still gobsmacked by I watched the draft live and every pick I was expecting to be him no. after we picked Brandon every single pick I was waiting for us because yeah. Alan's name to be called and we think... picked him in front of Tim Kelly yeah. and that's the reason why because key position players like that don't come around every, every yeah. year yeah and well Tim Kelly was gone yeah, no. Sorry. Tim Kelly went the one after. Oh, did he? They didn't. Ex- they, they went the one after. They didn't expect Oscar Allen to still be there by yeah. that pick, yeah. so they did that, and then that pushed, mm. and then yeah. that pushed it out. So, so they missed it so, by one so two again, picks. Two Kelly. There you go. That's the old thing on the draft. Yeah. Seventeen clubs had a chance to grab him, and they didn't. Yeah. And Eagles grabbed it. So, and the person they grabbed beforehand, and he's copped a lot of shit, and copped a lot of shit from me as well. Mm. He did one of the plays of the game, and I just sat there and just went. Jared Browner I'm talking about yeah and it looked like he could to me when I've seen him at Waffle I didn't think he was that agile but he's extremely very quick very agile I I saw him playing at Leedle Oval last year or not Leedle sorry Joondalup he was playing for West Perth and I was gobsmacked I thought his skill ability for a guy so big it was because he was playing on the wing then, and I thought, "Geez, is this kid?" Who? And then I said, "Oh, it's Brando." That my God, he's got great skill for a big guy. He's, he's very marking, old, agile, very good on, the, very good on the ground. Oh no, I agree. But, high half forward, a high half forward. Hmm. I was thinking when I was watching that, and I'm sitting down, going, "I'm looking at the future. I'm looking at Waterman, Oscar, and him hmm. up forward." And then you got Jack Darling because he's got a few years left. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there going, F- we're laughing. I, I mentioned that we to you a laughing. few weeks ago that, like, our forward line in the future, I even said, I think I'd said something ridiculous in five years' time or something. Mm. If that's our forward line, yeah. that we're going to be so dangerous. I'm just so glad to see Pope Sorry Because I'm with Wayne. I saw a lot of his waffle games mm. and his marking in yeah. these games. And he was averaging one, two goals a game, like, consistently yeah. and taking marks. Well, I'm um, going to take something so back. good. I said trade him to get a. Round one big, don't trade that no, guy. Especially not this year. <laughs> no. This year, you know I, how I, I think we're all the same. It. There's not a person that would be listening to this that's on those TNG page that hasn't bagged him, oh, including but, me. But I, I take my hat off to him. He's uh, he's going well, and I'd like to hope he sticks around. Yeah, you, uh, I wasn't going to bring this up. I, I wouldn't mind putting it under the pump. But people on Eagles pages, stop bagging the freaking hell out of Gaff. Oh, God, Name somebody who can do what he does mm. week in, week out, and then you've got an argument. Mm. You, you talk about him not being um, damaging enough. Well, it's bullshit because he has inside 50s, he rebounds 50, he runs all days, he has score involvements. It's not about just ca- kicking goals. He's involving other people. He links our team up better than any other player in the team. And... When he was missing in 2018, it took four weeks before Sheed started playing his role. Hmm. And there's no one else in the team that can do what he's doing. A couple of my good mates always bag him, and they're turning around slightly. Hmm. He's there to do a role, and he does it, and he does it week in, week out, and there's no one better, better at it. You couldn't, surely you didn't see much out on the weekend. He had 33, 34 disposals. Yeah, no. 30 possessions. That's a 40 disposal game in a regular season. And he That's had incredible. seven that were ineffective, hmm. and I had a look at the ineffective kicks. They still went to West Coast. They just went on the full. I've, I've said this from day one about Gaffey. From the, I watched him. I watched him at his second training session, and I don't go to training very much. I just happened to be down that area. That's 
Subiaco. And I thought, geez, I've watched this guy. And he, from then, he was, they had him running, Warsaw had him running from one across the side, one corner of the oval to the other. He was sort of going like in a crisscross type thing. And I was watching, and I went and watched his couple of his games, I think. Well, I'm the same. I don't know why. I've loved him from day one because I think you need that link player. People say he's not Peter Matera. Of course he's not. No one's Peter Matera. I saw Peter Matera get three Brownlow votes getting eight kicks and kicking four goals on a wing one day because he ran up and down the wing the four, thing, eight thing, times. Peter Matera is my favourite player. Hmm. But he had no defensive part of his game ever. No. He, he is hardly ever in defence. That's why Chris Mainwaring complimented him. Mm. Um, Gaffey, to me, just does it all. And He's back and forward. Anyone tell me that he doesn't tackle, my God, I, 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 the guy's always in the packs. And, and yeah, he, he you need have, that link play, and everyone's have, got him. He didn't have a tackle this game. So no, what, there was eight players that didn't have a tackle, so bring that up. It's probably because he always had the ball, though, let's be yeah. honest. like that. Mm. Those numbers are huge. Um, quickly, before we get on to the other game, Brad Shepard... Um, if he's not all Australian this year, yeah. I don't know what's going on. But it took him in three years he hadn't kicked a goal, and in two weeks he's, he's kicked, kicked two. two. Yeah. <laughs> kicked double bangers. Oh, and, and, now and now he's walking around saying it was goal of the year. Wayne's talking about our backs, but just aren't they all starring? Like, oh, yeah. There's not no weak no. chain in that back no, line right now. Not at the moment. And uh, before we move on, quick shout out. I thought Dart was probably Darling's best game. Yeah, without a doubt. He, he set up two easy goals. You know, obviously gave one to Nick Reed first yeah. goal. Congratulations. He could have had that. And he did, um, he burnt Cripps earlier, so he gave him a bit of a sitter in the goal square where he could have mm. kicked it as well. So yeah, he had he, a lot of suppose, a lot of marks, and, and he could have had four goals easy. And, and he made sure the next time he gave He did, that's what I mean, he gave yeah. it to him. He, he could have, he could have I, took I, a shot. I gave Jack my one vote. Because I, and I think when I wrote in my little thing, I was always writing a little thing about when I get the votes, is that it was great, again, to see him leading up the ground to the wing. Yeah. That's where he plays his best footy. When he leads right up the ground, he drags the defence out. Drags out and, and leaves, leaves the other JK guys. JK Yeah, JK and or Oscar, who would even um, Waterman when he's down there. He leads up the ground, but he gives you that option then of hand, he handballs out to the, the running half backs, and it just makes a big difference. Great to see him come into form at the right time, a year yeah. towards the end yeah. of the season. And he's another person that gets bagged every week. But I just suppose people just aren't happy. Um, just before we get off, uh, Nick Reed debuted, got a goal given to him by Jack Darlin. Unsalvageable. Just spoke he about it. He probably didn't do too much in there. To great Warren. tackle. Great tackle. Though. He, had couple, uh, great he, he had a couple highlights. Uh, yeah. and he, he could have got a second goal there. So look, oh, hopefully they retain him and. This is not in and straight out again, but you never know what's going on. Um, but it's good that he's got a taste and, you know, 99 games at North Beach. He's done it the hard yards and it's a great story. So I, I would I would see him holding his spot. I could see him yeah. holding his spot this week. I, don't think I could see him holding his spot to get ahead of Ainsworth. And, and for people that had a go on social media saying Liam Ryan wasn't happy with um, his inclusion, well, you only had to look at uh, who jumped on his head when he yeah. hit the goal. <laughs> so happy. that just answers all you critics out there. All right, let's get into the next game which is going to be very interesting against the Giants it's bounced out alright this week we take on the Giants at Optus um, it could be our last game like we said at the start of the show um, who knows what's happening in round 18 it's on Sunday at 1.35 the Giants are going to come in they were smashed by the Swans by 41 points last week which equaled their lowest score of 3 goals 7 25 points um I think we'll see a different Giants team this week, but what do you reckon? 
I think so. I, I, I heard this morning that Toby Green might possibly be playing, and so it would be uh, Phil Davis. So well, I, got I think Toby. you've got Toby Dean down there for three weeks, but they said they're a big chance to get them back into the team this week. So well, I'd be very surprised if uh, Toby Green was three weeks. That was off yesterday's injury report that mm. was three weeks. But then again, who knows? Um, with no one Eagles, tells the truth. <laughs> you never know what's going on. Let's talk about injuries. Liam Duggan, he should be a test straight back yeah. in. Um, Hutchings, he's over. He got over his knee, and then he had a toe complaint. Yeah. He's over that, so he's a test. I can't see him coming straight Neither back can in. Neither can I. No. Uh, Mitch O'Neill's got six weeks with his back. Redden, he'll be missing this week with the abductor. Mm. Ali, I Yo, thought his was a thigh. They iced his thigh last week. I, I thought it was a quad, wasn't it? A quad, would it? Yeah, quad. Well, yeah, they said it was an abductor. Mm. Um, Elliot Yo, like um, they said on one show, it was OP, but he said it was an abductor muscle, mm. which is very similar, I guess. Now, we've said on social media, and it's, that's anywhere from two to ten weeks. Yes. I've had that myself in my younger yeah. days, and it was took me two two months. Yeah. I had two months off, I, and all I could do was swim. That's all I was allowed to do. Some players can entrance. play with it. Yeah, um, you, you got to play on anti-inflammatories yeah. or something. I had it early on, and I had cortisone, but you can play with it. Waterman, he broke his hand two to three weeks, but it's mm. a uh, it's a minor fracture, so mm. it wasn't a break. I think he's had a plate put in, hasn't he? Or he's had the small operation. He had the surgery on Monday. Mm. Schofield, well, I don't, we don't think he'll even play ever again, but he's out by two to three weeks. Uh, Petrocelli, this is the interesting one: hamstring three to four weeks. Been a three to four week for about six weeks now, <laughs> so yeah. it's like come clean and say exactly what's happened. And he's the type of player you would give another chance to because we've been yeah. looking for that small yeah. small forward. That's the only like not weakness we have, but that's where we're exposed. But to me, this is just such an important game mm. because. Good teams that are in bad form are always worrying because they can turn it on. They can mm, flip yeah, that switch, yeah. and that's that's GWS. Yeah. And we need to win this game to take pressure off the Queensland hub. If we win this game, so much pressure is off that hub. We've talked about it already. I've mentioned several times. If we win this game, we only almost have to win two games to finish top four. Yeah. If we lose this game, hmm. then some we got games against Saints. We got games against they Richmond. Who we're fighting. It is. It's so yeah. important then, mm. and there's so much pressure. On us in Queensland. Well, we talked about Nick in the other part of the show. Um, Nathan Vardy was a backup ruckman. He's going to be out for five weeks. Compartment, compartment syndrome. Um, is bleeding on a cork. Yeah. Um, that could end up being five to ten weeks. Depends on how much. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be very surprised if he travels because normally with those compartment syndromes, they actually cut you open. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They cut you and, open and they, they let, let it bleed. They let it bleed. And mm. So I'll be very surprised if he travels. It, and then you've got Venables, just quickly Venables, Watson mm. and Jones are out with the season. God, it's such a damning list really, isn't it? Because I kept thought, thinking you were done and it just kept going there, well, was it? I, th- I, think <laughs> you, um, I think you put the jinx on us because two weeks ago you were saying... Uh, could we were with injuries, and now we've got this. We've got the longest list in the comp at the moment. Well, the Collingwood's f- the only one that's close to us. The funny thing is, you've I saw a stat on a uh, game, uh, okay, the, by injuries, games missed kind of thing. So, yeah. you, who's in your best 22 that's actually mm. injured, and how much games does that cost you? Richmond was 
second best in the comp and we were actually mid-range mm. so a lot's been made of games players they're missing an injury <clears throat> yeah, to yeah. or like just for other reasons mm. not being there when it's actually the Eagles that are playing there which shows we actually have this depth that goes unremarked because out of that list and Chuck Rioli in there how many do you reckon would be in our best 22? Oh well I'll quickly have a look at it now you've got one two three four five of them I think five two I'd describe them three four that's if you include Rioli? Yeah, you include oh, Rioli. Rioli. you're going to say, uh, in that list there, I can only see four. Yeah, you've got, so you've got Duggan, you got Red, and you got Yo, you got Waterman, yep. and you got Rioli. Yeah, that's mm. my five. And then mm. you could always argue Hutchings, but like he's a role player. Um, the Giants, they're going to be without the ball for three weeks. My list says Tate Green's at least three weeks for Hammy, because he's only been out two weeks. So who knows? Maybe he is at one test. A one-week test because hmm. they've got to fly out straight after. I oh know they've got to play uh, Fremantle or Sydney. That's got to fly out straight away. Um, so he knows he might get a game. I think that's save him. Um, Isaac Cummings. He doesn't really get many games. He's hammy for six weeks. And Sam Taylor, he was playing good football. He's he's out with a back complaint now, so that's probably season-ending as well. But you just got to look at the players that the Giants have got. I'm going to rattle this off. And I know teams look on paper. Giants are a team that look good on paper. Hmm. Cornelio, Josh Kelly, Cameron, Taranto, Williams, Hopper, Perryman, Whitfield, Kellen Ward, Finlayson, Haynes, Himmelbush, Shaw, Sauce, Jacobs. Cameron. Yeah, I got him there. Oh, I missed him. I was waiting for it. No, but Cameron, yeah. He's in there. Um, to me, that's... At least I'm saying you'd want that any day of the week. Oh, yeah. That, that's why I said it's worrying. They can flick the switch on because their talent's there. The video did say in an interview a few weeks ago they don't play as a team. Mm. They play as individuals. Mm. So maybe that's the reason why the so-called can... Uh, what's, what's his name? Leon Cameron, the coach? Yeah. Can he drive a Ferrari? Because it's not operating like a Ferrari at the moment. It's operating like a Volkswagen. It's interesting he says that because I heard one of the... I can't remember who it was the other day. A commentator said that... The, the players up there they're all about themselves they're too busy uh, reading about themselves and thinking about themselves and not thinking about the team so it's one that whoever that commentator was he said Cameron would be better off going to a team in Melbourne and learning how to play a team game and he would yeah, be, he'd be a superstar it's going to be interesting because you look at the players that have left uh, the Giants and you could probably make a whole team of the mm. people that have left Giants because of the star-studded power they've had with all their number one picks but like you said, they could flip the switch, and yeah. this is a danger game. Eagles can't take it lightly. No. Um, but I think Giants find wider grounds harder to play. Yeah, and the thing with Giants is they do not get many inside 50s, which is damning when they've got that midfield they have, and they've mm. never lacked a ruckman. They've always had a tool that can compete. So to that, me, this game, I reckon we'll, if our defence plays like they've been playing, I reckon we're going to win it because they don't get it in there enough times, and then when they do, if we can limit their scoring chances when they do mm. get it in, then I think that that's how we're going to win the game. I think, And it'll be an easy game for us to win as long as we hold down that back four. I don't know if it was you, Wayne, or it could have been accommodated. said they used to call it the orange tsunami. Mm. They'd run from the back, ra- uh, the back line and they'd run through in a wave. Mm. And they'd run so quick and they'd just hurt you on the flip side on the um, yeah. slingshot. They're not doing that this year. They're just so slow with their mm. ball movement and that's why teams are beating them. Um, look, I'm not confident, but uh, if Eagles cannot win this as... 
there might have sets wrong with Eagles. As I yeah. said, this is, to me, this is a game. This yeah, is a, this a is season like, it's like a grand, game. It's like a grand final, isn't it? It, it really? is. It's a yeah. season-defining game. Like, it's a mini-elimination final. You want to win it, and, and, then, yeah. and you I don't think, want to... Yeah, I think Simo will be putting them to the side and saying, well, this is your turn. This is where you've got to put it down and say, this is what we are. This is what we're stamping ourselves out. You've got to go out and show these guys how to slow them. Well, judging by his mood in the coach's bot last week, I think they would have caught a bit of a rev at the end of the game and I would have got a bit of a rev at training this week. And so. see, I love that. It, it, mm. it stops them getting complacent after seven mm. wins in a mm. row because you don't want complacency to sneak into your game. Yeah, that's right. Coming in for team changes, is Duggan in and Ainsworth's out? Is it as simple as that? I think so. I, I think, yeah, I'd like, to see 100%. Stay, I'd like to see Rotham stay in. That's the thing. They're in, all in such good form, you can't drop them. Mm. But I think, and I don't even know if this is going to work, but does Duggan need to pinch it in the midfield more than back? Just a, or a Nelsoning, just because Ainsworth doesn't play back. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's not like flight pack. And we... But the backs that are playing are in such good form. I think we need to sneak one of those half-backers that are playing really good footy up into the midfield a bit. I yeah, and also Ainsworth was playing a bit of a sweeper role on the weekend. Mm. He was floating around the wing centre and on yeah. half-back. Thing. My, my problem with Ainsworth, and look, he's young, but he's got no peripheral vision. Mm. Um, it's like he, when he gets a ball, it's like he doesn't know what's around him. Mm. And that's my only no, downfall on him. And But... If Duggan comes in, you're going to have to... He's the logical choice. Yeah, I think if, I think it'd be fine if Coniglio starts getting into a bit of form. Don't be surprised seeing Jack O'Nelson go again. He Jackson Nelson went bruised. to a... He went last year when we played Melbourne in uh, that Alice Springs game. And I know everyone bagged him, but Oliver was getting possession after possession after possession, banging it forward. Nelson went into the middle and went on to him and he never got another touch for the rest of the game. So he, he can stop. He, so he did it to a, a key cap mid. I can't remember which one, but this mm. was a couple of years ago too. Mm. And he played the whole game and they said to him, if he wants to go forward, just go forward with him. And that's the great thing with him tagging, being a backman as mm. well, because that's what a lot of times coaches will do strategically mm. is if a player's getting tagged in the midfield, they'll try and move him forward yeah. just to break that shackles. Uh, we saw even the grand final still side bottom tried it. Schofield owned him that game because they just switched. But Nelson can then follow them into the back line. Nelson to me, uh, and you know me, Dan, since we've been doing the show, I've probably been one of his biggest fans. Hmm. Um, to me, he reminds me, and he hasn't perfected the craft, but he reminds me of a young um, Adam Hunter. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, because he, he, he's playing a lot of backline, but I reckon you could play him anywhere on the ground. Hmm. He just—he's got this—he's got this ability, and you know, and this is probably why he gets a lot of flat sometimes. He just takes it on. Hmm. He's not scared to take the ball game game on, and I love that in a player. Yeah. And but this year, his games are so rounded. And I'm just so glad he's playing good footy. Yeah, yeah. I'm and like you said, you got Rotham. And like you said, you sit there and we're going, Rotham, uh, we're talking about Oscar, we're talking about Waterman, we're talking about all these young guys. Tommy we Cole. touched on Brandon's best of game for players the year. played in the grand final two years ago. Yeah. And Tommy, Tommy, you know what I mean? Tommy Brass is only 22. It's like it's yeah. like eight players that... Yeah, but the amazing, the, the amazing thing too is you talk about these young players that's invigorated the group, I feel... Even though it didn't really need invigorate, we're still, you know, we won a premiership, so but they've come in reinvigorated side. But then you've still got the stars in Nick mm. Nat, Shepherd, and Gaff that didn't play in the grand final either. So yeah. 
early call, you know, we got to get to the good position yeah, look, first and get to grand final. But mm. I, I think this team is so hungry for success. They're putting pressure on each other too. Yes. Because you fail, so. you fail, you're, shit, you don't want to be out because if someone like, someone like Lewis Jetta sitting on the background, say Lewis Jetta, say, Lord, Louis, you're going to come in and give us a break. What if he comes in on the half forward line and kicks a bag of six? Yeah. Who's going to drop out for him? I tell you what, they're not going to drop him. Nah, everyone's going to be fighting a chance and this is a big call for me. Like, I'm going to go back to the 2018 team at the same time of the year, like we say six games ago. I, I like this team better than I did the 2018 team. Mm. Not knowing that we we're going to win a premiership, you know what I mean? We didn't have Gaff, we didn't have Nick Knack, didn't have Shep playing. And I just see the team balance there is unbelievable. Mm. And that's yeah. probably what's... Yeah. That's probably what's been different. You look at the first four weeks of the hub and everyone's trying to find excuses. I just think the team balance was all wrong. Mm. And like you said, Oscar got played one, they got dropped. It's never going to happen again. Mm. But, you know, you, you might have to arrest him. And that we might see Bailey Williams. Bailey Williams could come in and do an Oscar role. Mm. But Bailey Williams could come in and do a Jared Brander role as well. Mm. You know what I mean? We've got that liberty. We've got that. so many good players. Our depth is good. Yeah. Our depth is amazing. And we touched on we would bring five back. In a perfect world, five back. But you sit there and it would kill you to cut five players from that list now. There's always two, maybe three on the fringe that you can go, right, that's an improvement. But once you get to four or five, cutting from that team, it's almost like pulling a tooth. That's yeah. how great a form yeah. the underlings are in this team. It's amazing. I think one bloke, we, young bloke we fought about too was Harry Edwards, who showed a fair bit in that first bloody quarter, yeah. five, what, quarter and a bit he played. He yeah. showed a lot there at centre-half back. If he keeps growing, I can just see him playing a different role altogether. Well, it's no. funny. If you get knocked out, you're definitely putting your bloody body on the line, aren't you? Yeah, Let's be so, honest. Nah, look. Friendly fire, that one too. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it is a danger game. We do sound pro Eagles, but it is an Eagles show. That's what we're talking about. Um, the Giants, as we said, they've got some great players. They're a good team on paper. Can they put it together on the field this week? Um, I don't know if it's going to be wet or not, so that might bring it back to the field a bit. But then again, uh, we've been pr- playing pretty well in the wet. Uh, winner and margin, boys. And who's going to kick your first goal? I'm going to go with 27. I've got a good feeling about Darling. Let's go with Darling. I reckon these last two weeks. Eagles been twenty-seven. Oh yeah, sorry, Eagles. Yeah, I'll go Eagles twenty-one. I reckon J.K. will hit that that first goal. They'll be right. straight out of the middle, straight down to him. Yeah, I sounded that. I'm gonna say Cripps uh, is gonna keep the first goal because he hasn't done it this year. Hmm. I think he's gonna do it. Uh, the margin's gonna be uh, um, insurmountable. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be the kiss of death here, and I'm gonna tip that he was gonna. Win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, uh, you know, look, depends on how they get going. Um, it's either going to be, I can't see it being a, a 30 point. It's either going to be a real close game or it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, yeah. to be honest. I'd love it to be a blowout, if it's a percentage, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. I was stopping myself, say, a 30 point win because I am worried because, you know, I've said already, it's like flicking a switch if you've got that yeah. list on paper. But as far as I'm concerned, if Eagles. Win, I think it's because we're doing our playing our game style, yeah. and I reckon it will be a blowout. I can't imagine it actually being a blowout because if we win, Giants aren't bringing their A game. You know what I mean? Matching it, I don't know, our A game could be just as good, but I just mean their stars aren't firing. Mm. So that, then I could imagine a blowout. The, the one thing I do like about Giants is the back line. 
We had Phil Davis, uh, Williams running out of there. Mm. He, he adds a lot to them. Uh, Shaw, so experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can get on top of the game, they're going to make it hard for our forwards. But if you know, if we get off a good start, I think we can just. This is a big blonde boy, Finlayson, is it? Finlayson, yeah. Yeah, like he's good yeah that, that's a good player. Like I said, because of the dressing, um, yeah. and like it's probably going to be a statement game for the Eagles. Well, that's what Simo's going to be wanting. So, anyway. That's going to happen. It could be our last game. Let's hope we get another one. Let's hope we get another final uh, up this over. We'll find out in the next few weeks. Uh, next week, we'll probably do two small shows because we've got four go- uh, two games in four days with uh, the Tigers up and then Essendon four days later. Um, get on to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us on there or you can download our shows from a multitude of podcast platforms. Uh, SoundCloud is our preferred. And yeah, see you next week, boys. See you then, boys. Be good. Let's hope for a big Eagles win. Yeah, fingers crossed.